Greetings and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and Dragons and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the dungeon master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us for episode 33 of Duck Duck Dice. Duck Duck Dice is part of the Party Foul Games family, where we have fresh gaming content every week that we feel like it. And Clinton's going to tell you more about that. Yeah, on, uh, sorry, I have an eyelash in my eye. But every, uh... <laughs> Good thing it's not in your nose, I guess. <laughs> an eyelash in your nose would be weird. A nose lash. It would. Go ahead, Clinton. <laughs> uh, yes, every Tuesday, myself and my good buddies, Dan and Neil, we do a podcast called Game Goose, where we talk about video games and all that kind of jazzy things uh last week we talked about the rpgs that we would make if we were so inclined to do so uh dan's gonna make a pokemon slash honey i shrunk the kids game where all the objects in the house come alive you have to capture them and fight them against each other uh <laughs> you should listen cool. to it it's cool. actually a pretty well thought out idea but uh yeah we uh, talk the about video games. We talk about uh, the video game news and take a deep dive into some kind of weird thing like that every week. So you should check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. And if you if you want to see if you like it, you can find it on uh, twitch.tv slash games. Yeah. Just or like here. just on any podcasting app. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. There too. Great. Yeah, it is. It's on YouTube. <laughs> which is on the internet. Yeah. It is. Which is where you can say. which you know what else you can find on the internet? Oh, maps and things. Great oh, assets gosh. to run your online or in-home games. Danica, tell us more. That's the worst one you've had yet. That's the worst. <laughs> no, are you trying not. to make them worse? I no. think you are. Um, yeah, see, there are a lot of great creators out there who have provided assets to us for running this game on the internet and you can use them too if you want them for your games uh for our music needs we use things like kevin mcleod tabletop audio and will savino over at music um check them out on twitter lots of great material and for all of the maps we use that are not sam inglot specials for this game uh we use neutral party and two minute tabletop so check those creators out too Thank you, Danny. And um, Zach, you're coming out with your own audio spoken word concept, right? Isn't that something you're working on? Mouth trumpet uh, I was or something? Not, I was not prepared to uh, speak on this project at this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sign up for Zach's email list if you want to get on the, uh, the, re- the, the, release, the release list. <laughs> Early uh... access. There's some uh, NDA lawyers I really need to get a hold of now. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, ah. <laughs> are we okay? Yeah, I just hit okay. the wrong button. I was trying to turn Zach down. Hmm. All right. If there's nothing else, let's get going. When we last left the blessed, they had ventured into the great city of Spanifix, the massive urban sprawl built 
on a large stone pedestal, affixing the span over the wild, wide river. Uh, their journey getting there was not easy, fraught with danger as well as some side escapades. But after several days of journeying, they finally reached the city to find some troubling news. The city of Chastile had been attacked by the orc hordes of the Gauntlet Mountains. The battle that ensued nearly wiped out the forces of the Fireswain army that defended the city. The party then ventured to the council spires in search of the Fireswain representative in the city to deliver an urgent message about, well, I guess we'll find out. So, here's where the party stands. Una and Ally are outside of the walled gates that surround the council spires, hanging out near their badly damaged wagon. Uh, Kaya and Lex managed to make it inside of the fortifications, but were not allowed inside of the council spire. And there stands Eret, flanked by a number of city guards, um, being greeted by the Fireswain representative, Malabar Peppercorn, who comes down from the spire above via a floating disc, sees Eret, and exclaims, Master Semeki, we, we thought you were dead. Well, obviously not. This this is most unexpected. How? What? What have? What have your family? What have? How? How did you escape? Um, I feel like that's a conversation for another time. I actually come bearing a message for you to take to the rest of the kingdom. Oh yeah. Would would you? Would this be a conversation better had in in? In my quarters upstairs. Lead the way. And he leads you to the um, large disc that just sort of kind of floated down from high up in the spire. Um, and as you both step on, it begins to immediately rise up um, and head higher and higher into the spire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it did not tire. <laughs> uh, and uh, the 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 disc itself, um, as you approach, um, you can finally see sort of a ceiling emerging from the darkness, um, and it sort of fits into a similar size circular space, and you find yourself um, in sort of a, a a circular studio kind of office. Um, there are. Um, bookshelves and a large ornate wood and metal desk uh, with a high back chair behind it. Um, there is a fireplace roaring uh, on the side and um, the, and Melbar peppercorn ushers you over to two large um, plush seats and says, would you, would you care for a drink? 
you, you've no doubt had a stressful time getting here. Some tea would be lovely. Oh, s- s- certainly I shall. I, I, sh- I shall fetch for some. Um, and you see him go over to this um, like a brass pipe that almost kind of comes out of uh, the side of the wall and seems to run up to the next um, story of the spire. And he speaks into it and says, I require tea for two, please. Post haste. Thank you. And you hear a some kind of something kind of come back and um, he takes a seat in the chair and says, the tea will be served shortly. Thanks for your hospitality. Um, my family is apparently alive and well, maybe not well, but you know, not dead. Um, so uh, can we perhaps return the Sears as soon as possible? He has a very kind of puzzled look on his face and says, the, the Sears, I don't, I'm sorry, re- return the Sears. This doesn't, this means nothing to me. Oh, um, well, I guess going back a little ways, um, I got, you know, teleported away to, to my safety and uh, I got a message at some point um, from whoever has my family saying that, well, we needed to return the Sears before the end of the month or else. Hmm. So the Tenebris clans have reached out to you then? Well, by some some means more like demanded of me, but yes. Hmm. Well, I, I certainly know of the seers they passed through the city earlier in the year on their annual pilgrimage to the mountains near chastile and as far as i know they were not waylaid and as as my understanding goes the the kingdom does not have them you mean therefore i'm not sure how we can return them the mountains near Chastile that were part of a huge bloody battle that decimated most of the kingdom's troops? Yes, yeah, a most unfortunate turn of events. Our troops did hold strong, though, and the city still stands. Yes, I'm afraid I don't know the details to where they go exactly, but it's my understanding that they make an annual pilgrimage to that area every year now that you mention it they certainly should have passed through now by some account um but i know of no reason why the kingdom would hold seers from the south captive so you're saying that the tenebris clans believe that the kingdom has their seers captive is that in some sort of prisoner exchange is their goal uh, didn't really converse with them much, if I'm being frank. Um, I just got a message from them. Well, I will certainly relay this information to the kingdom, if you would, but give me a moment. And he stands up, um, and as he stands up, you see the 
the disc kind of like move up to the second story of this spire that comes down and um there is a uh a teenage boy with um a silver platter with uh you know tea in the accompanying accoutrement on it uh which is promptly served to you um peppercorn is standing over his desk um having pulled a, a piece of parchment out from uh a drawer and you see him scribble on it and fold it up into the shape of like a paper airplane and he just sort of throws it and it just kind of disappears in the air and he comes back and sits down and begins sipping the tea says well we should be getting an answer promptly i would be most curious to know where you have been since your harrowing escape from the Waterworld Woodlands it was some time ago, nearly 40 days ago. It's uh, It's been quite a trip, actually. Um, but before we get into that, could you tell me what's kind of going on? Give me some details. I've been away from society for a while. Yes, well... <clears throat> I suppose it would um, it'd be good for you to know that not all of your not all of your citizens were slayed by the Tenebris. Uh, many of them uh, um, fled north towards the city, um, and a um, bit of a refugee camp has been set up on the southern bridge. I'm afraid. The uh, representative of Spanifix is, well, trying to maintain a delicate balance. And he fears that allowing your citizens into the city could be seen as taking sides with the kingdom. And it's most unfortunate. We are delivering bread and drink to them on a regular basis. Um, and that's the situation there. We, when we heard of the attack, um, a number of refugees, as well as a handful of soldiers escorting them, arrived in the city, but were quickly pushed back to the southern bridge out of the, like I said, the political balance that the representative Fireswain feels so, they need to maintain. Yes? So the Tenebris haven't marched on the city around the kingdom yet uh no uh the representative of the tenebris here in the city um well they fled their spire as well as their residence in the gilded points um days after the attack so we haven't much known why that attack was executed and we, well, the soldiers from the Waterworld Woodlands that escorted the refugees north, they returned south to an attempt to try to re-secure the city and look for additional survivors, but we have not heard back from them since. So, it is a, um, a rather delicate situation with many unknowns. This information about the Seers is the first bit of causation 
that we have for why the Tenebris may have attacked. Although, with their bloodthirsty ways, I don't expect it takes much for them to act in such a brutish way as they did. And with that, there's like this like kind of like fluttering sound as a a piece of paper kind of manifests in the air and flies into the lap of um, uh, Peppercorn. And he takes it and he reads it and he says, Yes, well, well, they've been, well, here, you can read it yourself. And he hands it to you. And it's pretty simple. It says, protect Eret Semeki, keep an eye on Tenebris, wait for Fireswain delegation to arrive in 10 days. He says, well, given this directive, I, um... I feel it'd be best if you stayed within the spire during your time here in in Spanifix. We can't afford to lose a, 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 a family member of nobility again. I, I can assure you it's a very comfortable place. Your, your needs shall be attended to. This uh, spire specifically, or is there a vacant one? Uh, no, you, you, will, you can stay here. There are additional quarters further up are there um four more quarter five more quarters i have some friends that um have accompanied me since i was in kavorka that um well i'm afraid the residences and quarters of the fire subway spire are reserved for nobility and it would be stepping outside of my station to allow any commoners within the walls for any extended period of time. I'm sure what about house guards and servants? I'm, we have plenty of, of servants as well as guards to keep you safe, Master Semeski. That is, you will be entirely safe during your stay here. Um, can we at least find them a place to stay then? Well, I suppose that can be arranged. So we are in agreement then. You will not leave the Spire grounds while you're here in the city. I'm afraid your stay could be prolonged as you obviously won't be able to return home anytime soon. It wouldn't be possible to go see my people or anything? Make a persuasion check. Rolled an 11. And my bonus is... So, 17. Well, while there is a risk to having you step outside of the spire, particularly while the people that are up in arms around what happened in Chastile. I suppose one meeting directly outside of the spire 
but not outside of its gates be arranged. You'll be accompanied by armed guards, of course. Do you honestly think I'm at risk here? That Tenebris would attack the middle of the city? I have been given a directive directly from Fedris Keep to protect you, and so I will do everything within my power to do that. Do I believe him? Make an insight check. Uh, soft 20. You've gotten the sense from Peppercorn, and I think you'd also know this about kind of cross-referencing both your knowledge of, like, the Fireswing Kingdom's power in Spanifix, as well as your read on this Malabar Peppercorn in particular. Um, he seems like a man who is very much, um fixated on keeping his station and not rocking the boat. Um, so a directive such as protect Eric Semeki, um, he will want to do that, even if it means keeping you within the tower um, for the foreseeable future. Um, before being hidden away, I'd like to find my friends and explain the situation to them. Certainly. Certainly. I will arrange it. I can, um, do you know where we might find them? Um, two came with me to the base of the tower and, uh, two are outside. All right. Well, I shall send someone to, um, fetch them and, and bring, all of your friends within the gates of the council spire. And he goes and talks into a, um, another pipe and you see the, um, uh, the disc, the floating disc move down, um, to the, the bottom, um, with several guards on it. Um, and, uh, Kaya and Lex, um, you are told by a gruff-sounding guard, um, Representative Pep- Peppercorn wants to uh, have an audience with you all. So why don't we move back towards the gate? I just kind of shoot a glance over toward uh, uh, Kaya to make sure... She basically just got to read on what she's playing, uh, her reaction is. Will Eric be there? Just move over to the gate, please, ma'am. Okay. And uh, pushing their way through the crowd, um, assuming that you probably explain that's a, co- a kobold and a furbolg um, <laughs> by a and wagon. Yeah, um, a huge conch shell on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, two other guards um, approach uh, Una and Al and say, hey, you two, you're wanted inside the gate. Come with us. Leave the horses. Wait, they can't come in? 
Are you going to watch them, at least? Yeah, there's an awfully big crowd here. I wouldn't want anything to happen to them. One of the guards just sort of takes the, the horses by the reins with a firm grip. Kind of tugs down and says, I'll watch your horses. I'm just going to check and make sure the thing's zipped up, and then I will uh, go along. All right. Yeah, and you guys are kind of pushed, like, the guards just kind of like, out of the way, out of the way, like, people moving through the crowd. And, like, people are still, you know, very angry, demanding answers as to, you know, what the kingdom's going to be about the the near route in Chastile. Um, and the four of you are brought, like, just inside, like, the gate um, of the tower, uh, or of the, the kind of the spire grounds. Um and you see as Eret, um, along with uh, older gentlemen or middle-aged gentlemen in white robes, um, exit the spire flanked by four um, heavily armed guards in, like, splint armor. At this point, Una has shrank down to her humanoid size. Just, she's very oh, intimidated okay. by this whole situation. Okay. And it was very off-putting to the guards. They did not, <laughs> they, and they, like, don't. Don't do that again without telling us first. Okay. And you guys see as Eret is like marched up like four guards just stand like flanking his front and back moving alongside with him. Hello. Uh, some good news and some bad news, I guess. Um, so, um, bad news, I'm not allowed to leave. Um, I'm kind of under house arrest protection. Well, no, we, we are, we are ensuring Master Semeki's safety. That's how are I you, describe it. Are you in trouble here? Um, well... Kind of. I mean, it sounds like uh, people are scared that the Tinnibris would come and whisk me away or, you know, do something to me or something. Alan, what is their plan with the Tenebris plans? Um, ah, well, 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 we don't need to be discussing Fire Swain business with... I'm not talking uh, to sure you. Eret I'm talking is. to Eret. Ah, yes, Will. I am just concerned about the safety of Master Elit, Eret and the well-being of the know kingdom. His name. I'm sure you're very concerned. Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine here one way or the other, everyone. Um, do you want to be here? I mean... I think you um, be do you think you'll be safer here? I mean, do you think you'll able to do what you need to do here yeah we do we know where your family is we know how to go get them and well things are set in motion so um for lack of a better option i'll be here for now you'll know where to find me um but we have you know to get the wagon repaired which will take a few days so we'll be in town one way or the other that's true that is true um, I'm sure this is not the last we'll see one another. Um, is there 
Anything you need us to do? Meantime? Trust. Okay. Can do that. How long? Um about a it week. will be it will be some time. That's very vague and helpful. What'd you say, Eric? About a week, he said. Okay. Is there anything you need us to know in case you need to signal us? Uh, you need to come in and help. I'll glance wow. around and be like, nope, we're good. I assure you, Master Semeki will be tended to. Are you going to murder him? Can we come visit him? I just like reach for the sword. It's like, is he going to murder him? <laughs> uh, I'm afraid Master Semeki will not be allowed any visitors out of concern for his safety. I, if and when it is safe by decree of the rest of, by the, by Fedra's keep for Master Semeki to return to common areas. That is when you will do so. I am sure that Representative Peppercorn here will provide me plenty of means of communication with you. Perfect. Very good, then. We Thank you, Peppercorn. To... Yeah, his, his service has been invaluable so far. We're depending on you. Well, I sense some tension in this gathering. So, how about as a sign of good faith to all of you, I will make reservations for you all at the finest restaurant in Spanifix for this evening. You all look, just kind of looks you over, weathered, and I'm sure a good meal would do you all some good and show you all that Master Semeki is indeed in the most capable of hands. Thank you. That would be excellent. Really well, I will make reservations for you all then at the Crispin Arms. It is a fine place. And although I believe their hours will be closing soon, I know the maitre d' personally, and I will ensure you get a fine table and excellent service. I'm sure it will be the finest meal any of you have ever had. Do I feel like he's going to kill us? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes you do. <laughs> Um, I, I guess make make an insight make an insight check. Please let this pesky be street rats. I'm gonna deal with them. Is this actually a good insight roll from Lex? Oh my god! Is this the first time that this has ever happened? Uh, eighteen. This dude doesn't seem like he wants to kill you, but he's definitely big timing you. <laughs> Do I get the sense that Eret would want us to, like, bust him out after a week? Uh, uh, I mean, I saw some wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think would have given off that impression, it seems like. So. Does, does Eric seem like he's okay with the way things are progressing? Or does he seem very, like, put upon? Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess what, what kind of, like, vibe are you giving off right now, Eric, to your friends? They know you well. Wondering, like, oh. if you wanted to roll to see if, like, everyone else would pick up on it, too. But, um, uh, resigned that this is probably the easiest way forward. Um, a little bit hesitant at the same time. Eric, and then to Lex, also know Morse code and blinks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've been practicing. <laughs> Instead of reading, it's in Morse code. Well, he's, yes. either, say, he's either saying SOS or Apple. <laughs> Shall we? I could go for an Apple. Head to dinner then? Well, you said you got his reservations. That means you're paying for it too, right, Mr. Peppercorn? Certainly, yes. Your Perfect. meal will be on the Fire Swain Kingdom. Perfect. Just please don't. No, no, you no takesies, backsies, and I'll turn don't and do anything <laughs> untoward. He says as you're <laughs> walking away. All right, Master well, Semeki, we should be we should be returning inside. Then I will show you to your quarters. I hope you have a tailor on hand too. One can certainly be provided to you. Do you need your pajamas, Eric? <laughs> I ignore it as I walk away. <laughs> All right. Ally, I can't help but shake the feeling that guy kind of sucks. Yeah, most bureaucrats do. Um, He's as stuck bureaucrat as they come. You are whisked to another level of the spire um, where there is a it is a nice bedroom um, with a uh, where a spread of food is also set up for you. Um, and Peppercorn says, well, I shall let you retire. Your, uh, bedpan will be promptly emptied three times a day. Um, so I don't foresee any circumstances where you will be needing to leave these quarters. If you do require any exercise, I am happy to provide you with an armed escort to take a quick jaunt around the council spire grounds. This is starting to feel more like a prison. I, I'm i just doing what I can to keep you safe, per my directive. I understand. Have a good night. And, yep, and he steps onto the, uh, the circle, and it goes down, and then closes up behind him. Awesome. So then we cut... To the rest of the blast. It doesn't work very well when you're just one square on the screen. Well, <laughs> everyone needs to do it. I need to have like a signal for everyone to. <laughs> and transition. Wow, we were off. We're all going to do it. Ready? And transition. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's, 
two of you aren't good sports or your our mics are really badly synced. Uh, yeah, your entire screen was frozen for me when you did that, so I couldn't I couldn't nice. try to sync it up. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I want to inside check Danny on that one. <laughs> it was a lie. <laughs> you know I don't lie. It was a lie. I only, I only don't tell the truth. Wait. Danny is coming off pretty sus to me, guys. You're going to call me the imposter. We're playing a different game right now. <laughs> no, the Nothic called you that. No, he called me a liar. I'm the imposter. Fun callbacks. Um, yeah, so you guys are back at your wagon. Um, you're told to go to the Gilded Points. Uh, actually, no, it's not the Gilded Points. I am sorry. It is in the Northern Downs Shopping and Entertainment District, the district that you came through at the north side of the city. I wonder, is the Gilded Points the nicer part of town? Damn it. Yeah, it's not an ironic name or anything like that. <laughs> they have the best zoos. <laughs> Tell you know it's a good place. <laughs> so are we just waiting? I mean, we're going to go get dinner and then we'll probably go somewhere to like go to sleep and fix the wagon. Or are we just waiting for Eric to come out now? I think that's all we can do at this point. I mean, well, I don't know anything about the uh, Tenebris clans or where to begin if we wanted to mount some wild rescue. But, I mean, maybe someone in town does if we want to take that route. But I don't really see any other options at this point. We wait for Eret. See what he has in a week or two. Maybe in the meantime, we could try maybe learning more about what happened with your hatchmates and everyone else. Or was that not? That was in Spanifix to the forest, getting everything moved. Oh, I, I'm, I mean, we can, I suppose. I, yeah, we could go. Poke around in Cobalt Town. I had forgotten that there's still probably a dragon in this city somewhere. Oh, maybe. I think we'd know, though. She's pretty big. Although, like I said, she had some way planned that she was going to hide in town. At Looking least at the spire. That was the... the, the uh, sound of it anyways she didn't seem too worried about being big and green goodness I, I hate to just leave him there well he sounded like he wanted to be there I mean I don't think anybody wants to be trapped but I mean I guess he's royalty and this might just be what they do I suppose that's true. I have no idea how royalty operates. Well, if air is anything to go by on a completely different wavelength. 
definitely that. Well, I think we should. I think it's just time for food then. But there's nothing else we can do here. I guess so. Well, looky there. There's the Crispin itself. <laughs> yes. You all make your way through the um, the from the center of the city towards the uh, northern downs. Um, but on the way, Ally, you can hear the like tick 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 from the small vial in your bag. What time is it? It's late. Oh, probably around. It's probably around like eleven or midnight at this point. You guys came into the city pretty late. So that's the kitchen still open at this place. Called him a favor. Okay. Assumingly. Is there a place for a, a uh, valet to come and take our wagon? Yes. So as you approach the Crispin Arms, you can see that it's not just a restaurant, but it looks like a high class inn and stable. Um, the type of place where wealthy folks would um, stay while within the area. Um, Bless you. Bless you. So you are provided with a valet who says, who tells you it'll be five silver pieces to bard your horses for dinner. Oh, well, the, uh, what's his name? Peppercorn said he had it covered. The person's like, I've, uh, put it on our bill. I suppose our lunch tab, dinner tab. Can can, can I get a name, sir? Uh, uh, peppercorn. Peppercorn. Yes. He kind of eyes you. Says, "None of you are Mister Peppercorn." That's you are very astute, my friend. That is true, but Peppercorn is paying for our dinner. All right. I'll take the horses for now, but I'm gonna. Check with the maitre d' if you are lying to me. You're going to have to pay for barding your horses. That sounds fair. As long as you're nice to them. And he leads the horses away. <gasps> should we warn him? Should should we warn him about... I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless he has gems, I think he'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Or if he tries to take the five silver from him, he might have some trouble. I don't know. Got a pretty stinging bite there. Uh Uh-oh. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, You all enter into the Crispin Arms. which, again, it's like a beautiful high-class inn. Um, there's, you know, these big windows up the, you know, to the second story of it, um, just beaming with light from within. Um, as you enter, um, the place smells of, like, fresh flowers and delicious food. Um, it looks like the place is kind of being, like, torn down for the night, like in the kind of like the restaurant area where you all are walking in towards. Um, but the 
the floor is made of marble and there are, you know, archways, elegant archways in place of uh, doors. And you can hear this really, um, like, eerily beautiful music, um, as if somebody were playing, um, we're, we're creating a song kind of on, 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 on crystal glasses, you know, running their, their fingers over the rims. Um, and you all say you're here on it for like pepper, you know, peppercorns pain kind of thing. Um, and you are led to one of the tables, all of which are covered in fight, fine white linens, um, with beautiful bouquets of flower on them. And beautiful bouquets of flower that makes it sound like there's like a <laughs> <laughs> the finest flower with a ribbon tied around the back yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know you have to make your bread at this restaurant <laughs> it's a real you know, hipster I was gonna, joint i'm really sarcastic but no this is very nice it's <laughs> a um, nice presentation and as you all sit down your ears direct you your eyes upward to the source of this fine music and you can see that the chandeliers above you um there are about six of them and the noise is emanating from these small black stones that seem to be like running around inside of these bowl like kind of like chandelier domes they look anything like the ones that uh, either we have the clinky pebble or uh, the one that floats around Una's head? They look like the one in the vial. Mm. And the, the you can ally, like over the sound of the beat, you can still hear the the stone like ding, 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 kind of back and forth. A very haughty waiter approaches and says, Oh, guests of Mr. Peppercorn. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm afraid our kitchen options are limited at the moment, but we do have some fine lemon sautéed stuffed fish with a wild rice. We have potatoes au gratin with a fine cheddar cheese from Midvale. And for dessert, a chocolate mousse with a raspberry on top. I hope that will be satisfactory for Mr. Peppercorn's guests. Wait, we get all of that? Why, yes, madam, you do. Oh, okay. And then she just takes it off. Like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this is going to taste like. This is going to be amazing. And there's like, like there are like servers and busboys kind of like like kind of like shutting down the restaurant sort of around you guys. So they're like sweeping under tables and clearing and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yes, bread, wine, pitchers of crystal clear water and fine vases are brought to you all. Huh. I will take the wine and drink it. I'm assuming at this point, an hour would have passed, and it will pop back to her full form. <laughs> and at one point, the, the, the server comes back and is like, oh, well, the other guest couldn't stay, I see. Madam, would you like me to go over the menu with you? Yes, no, I should probably would. Once. 
okay. Yeah, so we have a fine lemon sautéed <laughs> fish with a wild rice, or uh, potatoes hog rotten with cheddar from <laughs> and a fine chocolate mousse with a single raspberry on top. I hope that will <laughs> suit Madam's appetite. She's Excuse more me, of a uh, two raspberry type of madam, <laughs> I will say. Have you seen well, if how I can big have she two. is? I will. How far into the dinner was it that, <laughs> that she switched? <laughs> you yeah, might get two meals uh, out of this Una. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, the entrees hadn't come yet. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me, waiter man. Um, can I get another bottle of juice? I, I'm done with this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, certainly. I will fetch another carafe. Waiter man. <laughs> But yeah, the, the the sound of the pebbles in the these chandeliers continues kind of like this kind of light, airy music. Next time he comes by, I want to ask him about them. Okay. What uh, he comes with the other carafe. What are these stone things? Ah, oh, yes, lovely, aren't they? They, well. The stones, every now and then, create a beautiful symphony to tantalize the ears of our guests while our chefs tantalize your taste buds. We feel they pair quite nicely in something the Crispin Arms is known for. Yeah, but like, what is, what are they? Uh, to tell you the truth, I am not quite sure where they, um, what they are. I just know they make a very beautiful sound do they to entertain our distinguished uh, what, uh, not every night but when they do is which there like is a pattern to fairly, it or? Uh, I can't say that I've ever noticed one sometimes there will be days where they don't play and what do they do they when will, they're not playing they rest in the chandeliers they just like find a place to bunker down and they are rocks sir so they remain motionless they just like automatically return from where they came though no they don't leave the confines of the chandelier they are oh so it's like encased yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's I like see. there's like these kind of like like half bowls where the rocks just are kind of like like and there's dozens of them in these chandeliers kind of rolling around the edges. It's kind of like got a lip on it, so they can't really like Roll out. get out. Yeah. Uh okay, well, do you know where you got them from or <laughs> I'm just I really like them. I just wondering if Oh, uh, yes. They are one of the things that keeps the customers coming back. Um, I'm afraid the owner is not here at the moment. Uh, but I tell you what. You come back again for another meal tomorrow, and I will have talked to the owner by then. How high up is the chandelier? Uh, they're probably about, like, 40 feet in the air. Oh, is that not a good height? <sighs> Like, <laughs> <like, laughs> <laughs> 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 we know what their uh, mouth stuff full of food. 
Do you think they um, <laughs> they want out at some point? Y'all, y'all lucked out this time. I can only reach and grab from twenty nine feet off the ground. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> that number I pulled out of my ass was the right one. <laughs> well, we'll see. He can you throw me proud. that high. <laughs> He's done it before. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are served your food. Um, the waiter comes back and says, I understand there was some confusion around the barding of the horses. Um, I'm afraid Mr. Peppercorn only asked me to cover the tab of your meal. Oh. Does that include the valet of the wagons? Oh, that's... Oh, fair enough. Can I get another bottle of wine? <laughs> so certainly. Yeah, I finished my other juice bottle, too. <laughs> yeah, so Ally and Lex are pretty wasted at this point, <laughs> having drank several carafts of wine. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a glass. I'll definitely take... And I will drink it slowly. <laughs> I will be hoping that they are too drunk or full to eat the dessert. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone think the juice is really tart? <laughs> I I, Una's enjoying it. I'll pass her my dessert, too. This is the most food she's eaten at one time in her life. Uh. Well... So does that, like, cover the night for the horses, Mr. Maitre d'? Well, we typically only allow the barding of horses for restaurant guests as well as those who are staying in the inn. How much is it to stay here? Well, it is ten gold pieces a night. How much to just leave the cart here? Are you planning on staying well no i'm wondering how much it is to leave the cart here to like bar the cart will you be staying at the inn sir well it depends on how much it costs to keep the cart here well it's five silver pieces well for dinner guests it's five silver pieces for the valet parking for overnight guests it is a gold piece a day That sounds very fair. I don't know that we have that money. Wait, is it like 10 for all of us or 10 for It'd be person? 11 gold pieces for one of us to stay. Yes, yeah, some of the rooms that we have are all single beds. However, they are, well, you'll find them that even your toes won't hang off the bed, madam, he says, gesturing to Una. <laughs> But that sounds very lonely to be in your room by yourself with no one to protect you. We do have vacancy if you are looking for accommodations for the evening or for your stay in Spanifix. Would you like um, me to get rooms ready for you? How many to a room? <clears throat> well, as I can't speak to all of your sleeping arrangements... I certainly, I believe we do have vacancy enough for you to each have your own room. 
Oh no, that sounds horrible. No, no, we'll. we'll Why don't we just take together. one room? Yeah. I, I'm afraid so. There is a limit to either a couple you of don't children know our sleeping or arrangements. I, you said it yourself, just not thirty seconds ago. I will go speak with the hotel manager. I'll be back promptly. <laughs> uh, everyone make an insight check. He's coming to kick us out. <laughs> Remind me never to travel with you all as a group ever. Wait. Do you think he'll let us keep the horses in the room too? Well, Sam, you would you say I'm legit drunk? <laughs> yeah, you're you're you and Ally are both pretty sauced. <laughs> okay. Poison. Gotta roll disadvantage. Alright. Um Una has the horses for the night and just go check on them and stay inside the tower. That's what I was trying to do, but we can't bard them here without staying, it sounds like. We can find some other place to bard them and just stay there. Um, for the insight check, Luna has an 18. I rolled a nat 20. That's a 22. My insight's actually really shitty. <laughs> and Eli and Lex are drunk. Um, Kaya and, <laughs> and Una, um, you both, like, this is kind of like, ooh, like, <laughs> we're about to, like, there's no, like, the servers are all done cleaning. Like, your guys' table is the only one that's left undone. Um, there's a empty wine crafts all over the place. Um, your, the, the, your, your hospitable time here is probably running a bit short. <laughs> Lex will probably offer to share the rest of his juice with the waiter. It's a sign <laughs> of friendship. <laughs> um, he returns and says, well, I have been told that we can certainly prepare rooms for each of you. Well, that will never do. None of us like to sleep alone. I'll sleep here. <laughs> well, they lay down uh, on the table. <laughs> there, are, there are plenty of other accommodations in the Northern Downs, um, but my staff is eager to head home. So, if you wouldn't mind. Please leaving. I, I think we should probably go. I'll help Lex to his feet. <laughs> I will yeah. help Ally help Lex to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> he gets drunk strength. <laughs> yeah. His strength quadruples when he's drunk. His so, back uh, his strength switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the drunken master. Uh, as they start to stumble, I nod my head in towards and thank you very much for your hospitality. I hope your staff enjoys the rest of their evening. Certainly. Thank you. You don't get to live here? That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I just start to push Lex out of the restaurant. <laughs> and you all are ushered back into the streets of Spanifex, and your carriage is awaiting you. I dig out. Eric, uh, real quick, transition. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Eric, you see the um, the disc in the center of the room, lower down, 
and rise back up. Um, there is a somewhat narrow, elongated box in the middle of it with a note pinned to it. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll, uh, guess I'll go over to it. What's the note say? Without taking it off the box. Can I just read it where it's at? Yeah, it's just kind of pinned. It's very simply, um, and it, it says, um, this was acquired from one of the refugees who came north. I believe it belongs to your family, and it's signed MP. Oh, peppercorn. I'm going to check for traps. <laughs> Make an investigation check. I don't trust this bureaucrat. <laughs> Can't be an adventuring party if you don't just make the lives of everyone else you encounter miserable. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. It's a box. <laughs> Doesn't look booby-trapped. <laughs> you listen, nothing's ticking on the inside. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll just rip the top off. All right. Yeah, opening up the box um, with a large red jewel at the base of the hilt, which is made of silver and a long, almost chromatic blade running along the edge. It is a rapier. One that you recognize as having belonged to your grandfather. It's the type of thing that was that was kept in your father's study um, that you were never allowed to <laughs> handle or play with. Um, but you know um, that it belonged to your grandfather. And upon touching it, there's definitely something magical about it. Um, and the only thing that you remember is um, your father telling you that this was called your grandfather re referred to this particular rapier as the envoy's edge I'm really hoping there's some sentience to it so I have something to talk to for the next 10 days <laughs> As you touch it, it says, hey, what you doing? Don't touch me. <laughs> Get your dirty hands off. <laughs> I was really hoping for a magic item that sounded like Fran Drescher. <laughs> the Envoy's what? Edge. The Envoy's Edge. Don't touch my tail. You make it dirty. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I guess it's a good thing to know the, the, the castle got pillaged. And I'll go back to my bed. I just love that Aaron is so just always laugh half full person. <laughs> <laughs> it's inspiring. Laugh half full in the most negative way possible. <laughs> Did we talk about only being able to use identify to get to figure out what magic items were? Is that? A th I feel like yes, that was a thing. That was a yeah. Thing. Okay. I can't know them. Other than the tooth, apparently. <laughs> he told you what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He's been doing laughs> it. 
He was he was a living identify spell for the thing he gave us. Yes. Um. All right. Then transition I back. I, I assume I can uh, tune oh. it overnight, right? Yes. Not knowing what it does. Oh, I was too early. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that then. All right. <laughs> All right. No, no, Sam me. We're... All right. Um, so back to the rest of the blessed. What are you all doing now that two of you are trashed and <laughs> the rest of you at least full? No, I'll drive. I'll drive. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you will not. You will not drive. You, you should never drink and drive. Oh. Actually, no. it's encouraged in the fire swing kingdom. No, no. <laughs> Putting a okay. firm feet on that one. Nothing bad Good ever happens. Just Believe driving the horses into a wallet. Come on, go. Where's <laughs> it going? <laughs> we let Ally hold the reins while Una and I actually just lead the horses places so we look like you. <laughs> so Ally's like, got the <laughs> reins. He's like, yeah! <laughs> I'm sorry, clip and clap. I mean... He'll be fine by morning. Hopefully. <laughs> um, but I'll see you. Lex has fallen off the wagon and has now taken the jumping <laughs> roof to roof to keep up. <laughs> you ever run while you're drunk? It's amazing. <laughs> Alright. Um we gotta find a we gotta find a place to park this thing. Alright. So I'm gonna keep an eye out for anywhere. It looks like promising, but not expensive, stable. I'm okay. looking for any stable. Expensive is great. Okay. Um, you come upon an inn and stable that is known as the Harbor. Um, it is a it's a wooden building, um, two stories tall, with a stable off to the side. Um, there's an anchor affixed to the facade of the building um, and the windows above where all the rooms would be are pretty dark as it's now probably one o'clock in the morning um, but your um, horses are taken um, and so when you walk into the harbor you notice that there are um, there's a wall full of different brochures um, and you kind of looking around it looks like that this is a place that is like cater caters to like tourists of Spanifix um, as it advertises a free breakfast in the morning and um, posters for different types of um, uh attractions and entertainment and shopping within Spanifix. Uh, you're told it is two silver piece a night to stay there and barding of horses is included. So do we want to just all stay here or are we staying in the wagon? At this point, Lex will drop down from one of the roofs that he was just at to get back to the cart. <laughs> Stops with the Batman ploy, and <laughs> he kind of does like a cool like roll onto the ground. <laughs> uh, I ask the person 
giving us this information, the person in charge of the stable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have some some items of value in the cart that must stay with it. Would it be all right for someone to stay with the cart overnight? She kind of like wrinkles her face a little bit and says, "Well, you know, we're, we're, we'll watch after your horses for you." I understand, but it's it's very important to us. Do you need a, a, a safe brought up to your room? We can secure. It, it can't leave the cart. It's it's attached. And like, I just point at the shell on top of the cart. Well, you're inside of the hotel, but so you like, refer to the massive ship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, would you like us to bring the shell inside for you? We can help you with your bags. It It doesn't come down so easily. It would just, it would be easier if someone one of us could just stay with it overnight. It's it's comfortable for one. It's not as comfortable for all of us. Uh, I must admit, this is sort of unorthodox. Um, well, I suppose that's fine. We'll, we'd to still have, have to charge bell. you for a room, though. No, that's fine. That's fine, of course. All right, well, just don't bother the boy in there. He's very busy with tending to the the horse business. We won't make a peep. All right. So, how many rooms are you guys getting? Three, I think. Right. And who's staying with the cart? Or two. Okay. Or one. I don't know. There's double beds. Two double bedrooms. I'll. I'm sober. I'll stay with the cart. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. I can take the low room if needed. Because I don't think Una wants to be alone in a room. Need be, I can stay up all night, too. If I have yeah, to. I can just stay in the cart, <laughs> too. Could just park it on the street. We could have. I mean, Una wouldn't want to. Lex, exasperated from all his free running, has decided to just walk up to the... Uh, uh, innkeep, pay for his room and go upstairs. Okay. <laughs> Lex <laughs> has a room. So fast. Um, yeah, Una will stay in the room. Oh, yeah, who, who's paying hour. for the barding at the, the, the Crispin Arms? Do you I'll throw it into for that. Since I also carry uh, allies' money. <laughs> <laughs> Just allies' things in general. Yeah, it's uh, two silver for the room, one silver for the barding. Or no, it's two silver. It was five silver for the Crispin Arms, like, valet parking. This one is two silver, it's included. Yep. Okay. So it's four silver. Alright. So nine total. I wish it would automatically subtract from gold if you were spending silver. Hmm. Hear that D&D Beyond? Get it together. <laughs> so, just a uh, suggestion. I, uh, that would be very nice of you if you included that. But what if some place doesn't take gold? It only takes silver. They're not going to make change for you. They don't want your gold. Yeah. I have plenty D&D's of D&D's exact change only. I have only. no gold. I have <laughs> lots of silver. Oh, yeah. Which reminds me, Danica, um, as you go looking through your bag. Uh, Excuse yeah, hold on. Things... Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How many games ago was this? Um, 
Oh yeah. Hold on. Uh, Amber. Something eater spellbook. Um. Oh, let's see. Okay, so all of the copper pieces that you had are turned into silver pieces. All the silver pieces that you had are turned into gold pieces, and all the gold pieces you had are turned into copper pieces. I had no gold pieces. Well, there you go. So your copper is now silver, your silver is now gold. Oh. My bag feels, well, it doesn't feel heavier, but when I look in it, I slam it back shut immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Is the, is after break just going to be a shopping episode for Kaya? No, it would go very fast. Is Kaya not the richest? Other than Eric? I have to do some math. All right. So you all take to your rooms or the wagon, wherever you're staying, and bed down for the evening. And that's where we will take a break. We'll be right back, everyone. Be right back. Welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. The blessed have just hunkered down for their first night in Spanifix after Eret delivered the message, the ransom message, if you will, almost, from the Tenebris clans demanding that the Fireswain kingdom return the seers. The Fireswain kingdom representative in Spanifix, Malabar Peppercorn, um, somewhat oblivious to uh these demands prior um insisted on air staying within the council spires which led the rest of the group to venture out into the city on their own eventually finding accommodations at the harbor it is the morning um you are all greeted with a um a breakfast spread fit for middle-class tourists um, in the uh, lower level of the harbor. Um, You see, as you come down, lots of families with children running around screaming um, as they are um, corralled up for a day of sightseeing uh, within the city itself. What are you all doing? I'm going to check out the pamphlets. Okay. What do I see? It's over there. Yeah, um, so it looks like a lot of uh, pamphlets for, um, you know, sightseeing, restaurants, um, things of that nature. Um Two that really kind of stick out to you are um, one that, uh, let's see here. One advertises um, Fillions, uh, which is a, uh, looks like um, a, a raucous drinking tavern that promises. Um, uh you know wild fun late into the evenings um another one is the pruitt and davis auction house 
um, where people can view the auctioning of magic items. Um, there's another one that you find for the, the Crispin Arms that offers a 2% off coupon. Um, and there are also, you know, there, there are like visitors guides for the various like gardens and things like that, um, around the city. Um, and, uh, the dustiest pamphlets look like they advertise the, um, the Dilmore library, um, in the academy's district. Are we long rested? <laughs> yes, long rest achieved. Ooh, long rest. Yay. How would you say Lex feels after last night? Make a constitution saving throw. All right. After drinking three crafts of wine. Ally helped. Uh, they were juice boxes. Very glassy juice boxes. Would you say it's a save or just would you say it's a save or just a check? Save. Save? That's a soft 20. Soft 20. Uh, you feel surprisingly good. You had to piss like a racehorse this morning. Um, He's like 16, so like it checks yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. You, you filled up two bedpans, um, but you were, but you feel great. <laughs> you ate some spongy scrambled eggs and some really not crispy hash browns for breakfast, and you're ready to go. Just and muffins, water and and muffins that are way too small. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> Some micro muffins. Yes. Little poppers. Wait, the paper. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Those muffins it, are great. The paper. They really can take the paper <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fiber. Oh. Well, anyway. what's uh, uh, I grab. Sorry. What's the plan, Stan? Man. Well, we gotta get the wagon fixed first and foremost. I have no idea how long that will take. Well, let's do that then, and I will head out to the wagon and ask the stable boy where we can get the wagon fixed. Um, he tells you that um, the best place to go, although it's not necessarily. He says he tells you, well, if 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 you if you were members of the foul, you could go there, but eh, judging that you're staying here, probably not. Um, I can recommend uh, a, a few other places. Um, I could even call. Call in our, our, our Wainwright and have him fix where's, up your wagon this for you. place with the fowl? They're in the subway. You're cut out. You, they are in the soot way. <laughs> Still some choppiness with the uh, camera, but I can at least hear that one. Really? I'm not, I, don't, I don't want choppy on my end. <laughs> the soot way. They're in the soot way. <laughs> All right. Which way is that? Oh, I know which way that is. I'm going to lead us yeah. there. All right. Uh, let's see here. I guess I would probably know. Well, it's been a long time. It has. But I mean, the subway is, you would know, is kind of the like industrial warehouse sort of area um, that makes up the sort of central um, 
uh, what would that be? I have to turn the map here. Um, it would be like the southeastern kind of portion of the city. Okay. Um, all right. Um, heading out, uh, the city in the morning is just bustling with activity. Um, and actually outside as your, your wagon is like pulled up, um, there are these like tourists kind of like gawking at your wagon with the giant shell. Um, and this one couple with their two small children come up and say, would it be all right if, 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 if our children posed for a, a, a quick portrait by your wagon, that's, that's, that shell, the, 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 the wagon itself, it's, it's beautiful. It's like nothing like anything we've seen. A quick portrait? That seems kind of contradictory. Oh, yeah. Well, it's... It, here, like, and, and they kind of hold up. It's like this wooden box that has glass on both sides. Um, and they say, we, we bought this, this, this portrait box. And, it, well, you, you hold it up and it, it, it sketches a quick portrait of, of whatever you're pointing it at. It's it what? It steals my soul? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a fairly rudimentary sketch, but it's it's just so nifty. Lex is good at detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> Lex starts glowing in the middle of town. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. This is what we need. W would you mind if they did a quick portrait? Uh we're pretty busy, I mean I don't know how it, it much. Won't, it, won't, it won't take much more, more than a second. Kids, no, go, go no, stand no, by no, the wagon. No, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, my time is very valuable. So, oh. what? Uh, here, and he extends a copper piece. Valuable. Okay. Well, kids, come on. We're we're going to see the gardens, and they kind of. <laughs> leave <laughs> no, it's, it's no i have a valuable set amount of time we have yeah. so much time we have so much time while we're here not right have, now like, we have to get a wagon fix i kind of want to drive off <laughs> they're yeah they're gone <laughs> the rude kobold scared them off Clinton will not have a selfie box in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you all head through the northern downs uh, into the center of town. Um, and there's an area you're, you're now kind of in like the city center where um, there is that sort of um, recessed amphitheater in the ground. Um, and you can see off to your left, uh, there's a very... Um, Busy and bustling area. I want some different music. Uh, so, uh, so before we go all the way yes. here, I guess, um, would I know that like having this coin would like grant me use to this, or would like that use up the coin? Um, I, I think it's the kind of thing where having the coin definitely gets you in, like gets you in. Um, you could use the coin and probably get like some free repairs, but having that sort of at least get would, like, and then we just have to pay for the thing. And right. The coin. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. The, for. 
Yeah, the 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 it's sort of a like a a foul get out of jail free card that if like you show it, they know you're on the level. You can use it for a special favor, but you don't like it. Just gets your foot in the door at least. They know you're you're good people. Okay. Uh, so on the way you pass, uh, the uh, ally, what you know is called the harvest blocks. Um, it's sort of to the left on the eastern side of the main city center, um, where there's not really streets. Like it looks like at at one time it would have been like an open area, but now it's this like mix of like a scattered mix of like permanent and semi-permanent structures um, that serves as kind of like the perishable goods market. Um, like if you want to like shop for clothes or anything like that, like you go to the Northern Downs. If you're looking for a bite to eat, you go to the Harvest Blocks. So it's like, you know, and this is where people also do like their grocery shopping in the city. So fruits, vegetables, meats, breads, all sorts of food stuffs are sold here. Um, and again, there's not really streets. It's more, it looks like it was a big area where then some permanent structures were built, but it's mostly like tents and carts and wagons and things like that. Um, and you can see scattered throughout the area, lots of lines forming at these small kind of covered carts, almost like kind of like a hot dog cart where people are being dished out food and things like that. Um, and ally, you would know that like the people of Spanifix, um, one of the things uh, that is really like popular in the city are things called meal carts, which there's no, they're, they're not like permanent kind of, places they 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 kind of pop up in various areas throughout the harvest blocks and people have like their preferred meal carts it's sort of it's just like people who make food and serve them in um almost like tv style kind of like dinner thing where it's like you get like they're making that thing that day and that's what they're selling that's cool. um and that's a cool idea they should do that in the real world call them like food trucks or something with like here there's no menu items though it's just you get what you get and people have their preferred meal carts because it's they know the person that cooks the food and they like how they cook that food and um so you guys continue to move into the city um heading into the sootway um the this is kind of the industrial and, and, and trade and, and warehouse area of the city. Um, no real kind of like residential uh, or anything like that. And there's a very much a change in kind of demeanor and atmosphere. While the, the city itself is very crowded and bustling, um, you move into the, the sootway and uh, the roads there become a bit more muddy and dirty and there's kind of this smoke that kind of hangs in the air like a haze from the different like refineries and blacksmith shops and there are large wagons um with teams of horses being pulled through and dirty laborers moving throughout um the entire area um and you're making your way towards the uh what's it called the, the the foul headquarters yeah okay and on your way there um you see an interesting site there are a group of kobolds um moving through the street 
and they are they all have these very long pikes and in front of them they're pushing um this semi-translucent maybe like five foot by five foot cube up and down the street that seems to kind of clean the roadway like as it goes um and they're all just kind of like yelling at it in draconic and kind of like poking it along one of the uh, there's a bunch of them that are just carrying like bunches of these like sharpened sticks and as they're poking it the sticks kind of like dissolve and they like just kind of jam it into the cube and they disintegrate and they grab another one and they just keep kind of poking it along um it's like a kobold street cleaning crew with a gelatinous cube that you pass by is that normal oh uh, yeah i mean Gotta keep the streets clean somehow. As Klopp lays a big one down on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you also see that there are kobolds. um, And this is something that you may have noticed before. Um, There are like outside of a lot of the buildings, um, even in like the northern downs, there are like either like jars or old boots or buckets. Um, and you see a kobold running by the buildings and like reaching into the bucket or the, the jar and like pulling coins out and putting them into a sack and then like rejoining the group. Um, it's pretty common in the city for people to like leave, you know, copper piece offerings to the kobolds who keep the streets clean as they go. Um, it's very much, uh, ally, you'd know, a social faux pas to take anything uh, from those vessels that are offered to the kobolds. Uh, and you eventually arrive at the Fow headquarters. Um, there is a kind of cutting through the smoke um, and the haze of the area and, and the sound of, you know, industry banging and clanging around you. Um, it opens up to a large circular kind of plaza um, in between a number of large warehouses. Um, And you can see that there is a massive stable, um, like several blocks long, built into the side of this stone building um, that has these rounded uh, kind of peaks to the roof. And in the center of this plaza is a statue depicting a very familiar character. Joe Debs, leaning on his shillelagh with a bit of a smirk on his face. Hmm. Seems the old man, I don't know, made something of himself. When we were in Marin's Gate, I didn't quite understand how large the Federation of Orin Wheel really is, I guess. Looking around at the, the giant stables. They control most of the trade in the uh, Fireswain Kingdom, so, well, I don't know about control it, but they move it. I take it Spanifix is their hub? Yeah, I think it's probably uh, a good assumption. Is the uh, the likeness, is it really good or does it like feature him oh yeah day? it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a nice it's a good looking statue i mean it's right does it look like him or does it look better i guess uh, it actually looks like a bit of a younger version of him like the the joe debs that you all saw was pretty um 
grizzled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this looks like a, a, a younger, more in prime version of himself. Um, but, you know, Joe Debs won some definitely some key victories for the foul in their ever raging How battles with the trade houses. Uh, it's probably about 10 feet tall on its pedestal. Uh, and there's a plaque kind of like, or, or I mean, sorry, not a plaque. Um, the words um, it, like engraved across the front of the pedestal says, we move it, we earn it. Is that what he looked like when you met him? Mm, no, <laughs> he was a lot younger then. He was still a boy. Well, a little more than a boy, I suppose. I always forget how old you are, Ally. Me too, sometimes. I just gotta check one thing. <clears throat> well, I think this is our stop. Uh, shall I see what uh, what we can find here? Better than you than us, probably. You know, after those people at the gate, I don't know if I should be walking around like this. I'm... Yeah, I mean, I've never seen a fruit ball before you, so... I don't even know what you were supposed to be called. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone will give you trouble. There's all kinds of folk here in Spanifix. It seemed like the shifting between forms is what put people off more than anything else. <laughs> so purple. She was scared. <laughs> and I will head to one of the, I guess, whatever you want to call them, Wainwrights? The Wainwright? Wheelwright? Yeah. Foul, foul, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it looks like, like within this plaza... Um, it also kind of serves as like a staging area. So there are wagons filled up with different goods and horses being led out of the stables. Um, and then it looks like there's kind of like a central hall as well. Oh, my <laughs> <Yeah>. slow. <laughs> uh, stables. And I will, yeah, I'll see if I can find someone to figure out where we should be. Okay. Uh, you approach a guy and he says, uh, Hey, look, we uh, we filled the jar outside. Like, if you, I think one of your friends already came by and cleaned, cleared it out. No, 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 not. It's not about that. And I'll pull the coin out. Uh, we have some wagon issues. We're looking for where we would get it fixed. Does mind if I see that? I'll flick it over to him. Catches it. Looks at it. Says, "This is one of Deb's coins." Yeah, I've known Joe for, well, since he was a boy. Well, a little oh, more like than a that. boy, I would say. He ends it back and says, what can we do for you, brother? Well, the uh, cart we got, well, mixed up with some stunk skunk ox, stink, stench ox, whatever they are. Uh, oh, yeah, the, 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 the stunk orcs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do you know what post haste means? Um, they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, Back to our roots. Uh, did a number on us, and I was wondering where we could get it repaired. We'll pay for it, of course. Says, yeah. Well, if you're if you're a friend of Joe's, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll get you fixed up. 
Um, let's see the damage. And he joins you over at the wagon. I'm says, just... hmm? so, sorry, I'm just so looking forward to listening to this Wainwright list list off all the parts <laughs> that are actually damaged. <laughs> he walks over and says, uh, "Well, that's that's some shell you got there, isn't it?" Yeah, that's uh, a flail snail shell. Uh, I ain't never seen anything like that before. I had neither till we killed it. But I have seen, oh, that's a fine wagon you got there, too. Let me see. And he kind of just starts, like, looking it over. And, like, he starts, like, kind of grabbing things and, like, shaking them. And, like, at one point just, like, breaks off of a piece of metal and goes, yeah, that, that one's going to have to get fixed. Um, he's looking it over and he says, so it's it still rolls right then, huh? Yeah, well, I think it pulls a little to the right. A little squeak to yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we can uh, we can get you fixed up, and if you're uh, if you're friends of Joe, I think we can we can try to do it on the cheap for you. I mean, it's a nice wagon. We wouldn't want to lessen its construction just because we know Joe. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll uh, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll fix it up. We'll uh, we'll fix the paint. We'll make sure everything's uh, everything that's supposed to move is nice and greased up, and everything that ain't it stays where it's it was where it's put. Sound good? Works for me. I figure, uh, judging by the damage here, and yep, that's definitely those are stink ox horns there. Yep, um, it'll probably be about three days for us to uh, get your wagon. We've got a uh, another caravan that's getting loaded up, and gotta you know prioritize the loads. So. But we'll uh have we moved we'll everything into the thing right our tower yeah except for a few things that were in the lockbox okay yeah how much does it cost to reset up the tower we take it with us our magic tower so let's see the gavafinkian pocket fortress uh, no, not that one. The other one. The other magical fortress that you guys have? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's oh. easy to get him confused. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so it is a hundred gold pieces, successful DC 15 arcana check, after which it will reactivate and be usable again in three days. I guess we'll just leave it then. I mean, if he gets in somehow. Well, I mean, he has to know the... He has to know the pass code so yeah i'm not worried about that i'm just worried about it getting broken coming off (laughs) if you fail the check do you lose the 100 gold yeah you gotta you gotta like make the check and then yeah how you make the check like the next throw the gold at it and the arcana check is just (laughs) you're saying You actually have to scream as loud as you can and scare it into place. <laughs> An intimidation check? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you fail on the Arcana check, you can try it again the next day. Alright, yeah, I'll just make sure everything's where it should be and that thing's actually locked up. I don't think anyone's been in or out of it, but... All right. And then I will... Uh... What do we do about our little friend? Oh, yes. Uh, there is... 
in the shell, uh, a small, um, well, dragon. Not oh. an actual dragon, but like a pseudo dragon. He's got his horde in there, and I wouldn't. You just leave him alone if I were you. Um. Can you take it with you? We we can care for the horses. We can't really. Uh, we can. Yeah. I, I, let me let me talk to him, and I will. Uh, all right. Kaya, do you have like a bag? Not your bag, but like an, another bag. I have my old bag. It's in my bag. How big is yeah. it? Backpack. It fit right? all of my worldly goods in it before this bag did. It's roughly the same size. All right. I will climb up onto the wagon up by the shell. Uh, I'll hand Ally as he goes up. I'll just shove five gold into his hand. That might help. <laughs> it might. Uh, <laughs> uh, hello, little friend. Are you around? You get this, like, I'm so hungry feeling <laughs> inside of you. <laughs> Well, let's oh, no. <laughs> let's uh, see what we can find. If you here, let's gather up your coins and uh, we'll take them with us, and we'll go find something uh, for you to eat. As you're standing there, it like just starts to like kick at its heart, and like coins just start like flying out of the <laughs> the shell. Like, Catch them in the bag. And then it zooms into the bag with it. (laughs) You can feel like kind of like walking around, walking around, walking around, and then it settles. (laughs) I will take the bag from Ally so he can (laughs) not be encumbered. (laughs) It might encumber me, actually. He's got a lot of coins. Uh, I mean, I can carry it if you don't want to carry two bags. I think Una only, yeah, Una only has a cowbell in hers, in the book. <laughs> uh, and I will jump back down and, well, he won't bother you then. Uh, he uh, seems amenable to his new, smaller home for now. Well, we'll get out of your way. Three days? Three days, yep. You can come back. Uh, let's see. Let me, and he pulls open his binder. And looks and says, uh, you come back on the, uh, uh, let's see, it's the morning. You, uh, the morning of the 27th, we should have it done for you. Oh, perfect. And you can watch the horses for us, too. We'll take care of them for you. Are you good with, uh, us billing you for the, the, the parts and the labor and the barden when you, when you get back? Yeah, that's... Sounds good to me. Any idea of range? I mean, don't feel like you have to. You don't have any idea. I mean, the damage is uh, pretty extensive, and uh, you want us to uh, keep the original fancy veneer and everything of this thing, right? Yeah, I think that's, yeah. We'll worry about it later, then. Since you're friends with Joe, we'll uh, we'll shack up your horses in... uh, and his personal stables as well. Um, Has any word come from Joe? Well, it should be uh, actually coming back into town right about, um, actually, three days from now. He's expected back from Marin's Gate. So, uh, But uh, if I'm being 
barring any real complications, I mean, we're probably looking at around anywhere from 10 to 20 gold pieces, depending on how uh, the rest of the work goes. Sounds good. We'll be back around this way three days. Um, feel free good. to charge us extra if you can get the horses some flowers. They seem to enjoy them a lot. do that i think um yeah if uh can i get out like what's uh would y'all call you what's your names uh well the, we're the blessed so if anyone yeah it's us we're a pretty motley crew so anyone coming around that isn't us saying they are is lying yeah i can yeah you're uh, yeah i i'm just that shell is... Come fond of it. See, I could see why, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's it's very beautiful. I don't really... Under <laughs> Got a dragon living in it. It's a bit weird, but... <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, we are a bit weird, I suppose. Yeah, but your friends are Joes, so we'll take care of you. <laughs> All right, well, we'll get out of your hair then, and I will march away. He's kind of rubs his bald head. Cane. <laughs> I think, wait, did he say his name? I don't Wayne, think right? so. No. Royce. Royce, okay. Rolls. Royce. No. Maker of carts. Fine carts. The best no. carts. All right. His shop is called Royce's Rolls. <laughs> is he a baker? Nope. Yeah, just carts. Oh. All right. Um. So did Kaya, did Kaya grab any of those pamphlets, or did she just look at them? I when before we switched, I said I was grabbing. Okay. Um, Which ones you grabbing? Ones Which ones you grab? All of the ones I mentioned. I grabbed. Um, <laughs> I I grabbed the library, the gardens, because I figured that that's something Una might want to see. Uh, the auction house out of curiosity, and um, hesitantly, the wild all night sort of bar. Trillions. I say we go to the auction house first and see if there's anything up for auction in the next week. That sounds interesting. I mean, I guess so, but this is some really good light to go look at flowers and plants. I mean, it's early. What's yep. the weather like today? What is the light like? Ooh, we did not roll weather, did we? Someone roll 2d6 for me. <laughs> Let me do I'm it. Doing it. I'm, I'm doing, doing it. it. The weather is perfect. It is. We're going to find out what it clear is. Clear skies, no <laughs> rain. <laughs> I, I got a, a six. I got Wait. a ten. So you take whichever one. <laughs> well, that's not how the weather works. <laughs> Which of you is it going to be? Six. All right, six. <laughs> Uh, it is partly cloudy. No rain. God damn it! Oh, thank well, yours, like yeah, yours would have pushed us to rain, probably. Uh, you rolled the what? Ten. Ten. Uh, it would have been 
clear skies and sun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so close. So yeah, there, there are some, there are some big clouds in the sky, but like, they're kind of dispersed. Like it's it's overall it's a it's a nice day. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, the clouds are just warning us. There might be rain. Well, I'm gonna go to the auction house. If I mean, you all can go wherever. No, I prefer we stay together if that's okay. Oh, we should figure out. Oh, we're just gonna head back to where we stayed last night. I mean, yeah, we could. That'd be easier. All right. Well, Lex, can I get two silver in case we get separated? Uh, yeah, I was planning on going with you though. I've heard of the auctions. I just never actually been. You to know one. what? Let's go to the gardens first. So, okay. so like, and looking at the the brochure about the 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 gardens of Spanifix, it's more of like a like a kind of a a walking tour type of thing. There are so in within this massive urban sprawl, um, there are. Um, um, there are large gardens like throughout the city. Like you guys would have seen some when you were in the Northern Downs. Um, there are many in the uh, the Gilded Points, although those are strictly guided tours. Um, you can't just like go walking into the Gilded Points. Um, there are some within the um, the academies. Uh, the temple district, um, kind of like the either touristy or like um, like touristy, richer, wealthier kind of areas um, for you to be able to see. Um, there is a, a note though on there to avoid the edges. The edges uh, of Spanifix are is this sort of 100-foot buffer around the edges of the city um, where the city kind of ends and then 100 feet out, there's a a short, like, four-foot wall that leads to a straight drop down the several hundred feet into the wild, wide river. Um, And it says, you know, tourists are advised not to venture to the edges. I mean, I guess if, if we go somewhere, there's probably going to be a garden nearby. So if we go to the auction, there might be one over there. Yeah, well, I was just thinking we could find a garden because there'd be bugs there and our friend could find a meal. Oh, that is true. He likes well, whatever. more yeah. than just bugs, right? He likes, I mean, those are his favorite, but he'll eat other things. I don't know. Ask him. Uh, I lean in close to the bag and little friend uh is it strictly bugs that you'll eat or or would you like other food would that be okay (laughs) um how do you feel about hot dogs (laughs) um you get sort of this um this chicken shawarma yakitori you get the vision of a spiraling tornado tornado of meat being shaved. <laughs> he wants a donor kebab. <laughs> uh, I look around for a food cart. 
immune. Uh, yeah, and you're in the sootway, so you see nothing but a bunch of dirty laborers and smoke and <laughs> hey, Dirty laborers got to eat, too. On the way yes, back. and they eat and they eat in the harvest <laughs> blocks on their lunch break. <laughs> um, to the harvest blocks where there's actually food. To the harvest blocks. Yes. Where is the auction house located? The opposite way. The <laughs> oh well. No, oh, you guys. Well. No, you guys are going the the same direction. All right. Yeah. Um, the harvest block sits kind of midway between the the sootway and uh, uh, the northern downs. Um, but as the four of you are leaving the sootway, um, you hear from behind a shout like, Hey, you! You with the shell! You the shell people? Stop. Look back. Can we see who's shouting? Uh, there is a um, gentleman with... Um, Sort of a what looks like a bit of a utility belt around him with different pouches and um, um, pouches and whatnot, um, along with a rapier at his hip. And he just, with like two fingers and a piece of paper clutched between them, kind of extends it out to you and then just like drops it on the ground and walks away. I'll pick it up. Do we know him? None of you have seen this gentleman before as he quickly disappears into the crowd of the bustling sootway. Yeah, that's, uh, and I'll take the card and read it. <laughs> um, looking at it, uh, you... Hold, please. Um... There is a street name, Eldros, and a number, 38. And it says, meet me here, G. Yeah, that's G. He wants us to meet him at Eldros 38. But I thought we were going to go feed our friend. Uh, yeah, I think we do that first, then we can go meet G. What do you think? Someone else trying to buy our cart? Or our shell? That's my guess. Or someone else trying to use us to get to Eret. Maybe. Could be. <clears throat> we won't know until we meet them. Alright. So, transition. Uh, Eret, the as you, I guess. What what are you doing in the morning? Uh, meeting with the tailor. Okay. Um, and and it seems that you have one of those like brass pipes that leads into your um. That, that's along the wall of your room, and you can see it goes both up and down. Um, you've requested a tailor early in the morning, um, and they are there uh, taking measurements for you when the platform lowers down and rises back up uh, with Melbar Peppercorn. It says, he says, 
good good morning, Master Ered. I I trust you slept well. Are your accommodations fitting? Uh, definitely better than I've had in a long while, actually. That's that's excellent to hear, and we'll be getting you fitted for some fine clothes to get you out of those tattered rags you came here in. Much appreciated. Is there uh, an event uh, this week while I'm here? Um, what do you mean? Well, I assume that with all the going-ons, there's going to be a ball or some show or <clears throat> something. Huh. Well, I there's always something going on in Spanifix. Personally, I am very much looking forward to the next ball that the Lady of Ivy decides to throw at her um, at her estate in the city. They've become quite the to-do as of late. When, when is that? Well, she always announces them at well, seemingly random times, but she only invites the the nobility, the wealthiest, the most influential of the city to her estate. She's, um, well, she's newer money in the city and has taken it upon herself to try to refurbish some of the more unfortunate areas of the city. Um, she has bought up a number of city blocks between the Sutway and the outskirts. Uh, quite uh, generous of her. I'm sure she's heard of my arrival in the city and we'll have something shortly. I must be ready for that. Yes, well, I'm afraid, Master Ed, we have not been... We will not be announcing your presence exactly to anyone in the city as, well, we fear it may compromise your safety here. Of course, but you know how word travels. That I do, that I do. But again, I must... Uh, balls, entertainment outside of the spire, I'm afraid, um, are not really on the table at the moment. If you do require entertainment, I can... Certainly, I, I know a very fine violinist who busks in the the northern downs. I would certainly be happy to bring her here if you shall require any entertainment. Um, well, wait and see then, shall we? I, I suppose we can do that. Would you mind if I um, accompanied you for breakfast? Oh, it would be my honor. Right. And breakfast is had. What are you guys talking about? Transition. That's scrumptious. Yes, it was. It was a very fine breakfast. Um, much better than, unbeknownst to you, the continental that your your friends got um, in the morning. Whatever. I enjoyed breakfast. <laughs> you wouldn't know any better. <laughs> wow, we're gonna throw that back in Lex's face. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Peasant. All right. So jumping back to the four blessed, not, um, you know, cordoned off inside of a, uh, 
Spire. What are the rest of the blessed doing? Have we made it to harvest blocks? Food, food, cart. Yeah. Feed the cart. dragon. Uh, feed you all have arrived. And Una, of course. I, I can't believe I forgot that. Peer into the bag and just make sure he's actually like, still breathing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you, you poke open the, 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 you pull open the thing and he just, his mouth is open. Uh, but yeah i mean in the harvest box there are i mean just dozens and dozens of different meal carts um they don't have signage they don't have there's like the only thing that is different between them are the the people and you know how big or small the car is but there doesn't seem to be any type of indication of who is offering what um, and, and again, there are throughout the area too. There are um, more permanent structures, um, uh, wooden buildings uh, that seem to. And the harvest box is strange. Um, the buildings have a very small footprint. Um, some of them are only about a story tall. Um, others stretch up to like four stories. Um, but no, none of the permanent structures seem to be. They all seem to be the same shape, but just different varying sizes as far as the stories go um as if they're allowed to build up but not out um Una would watch the people who are going up to the meal carts to see how they're asking for food if there's no menu yeah it just it, it looks like people just drop coins on the table the person takes them and they hand back um these small almost like balsa wooden looking boxes um, with a uh, like sliding top kind of on them, and people kind of walk away and slide open, look inside it, and start eating. <laughs> Can I just look to see if anyone has meat? Like from like they're pulling it up from their box, just trying make a make a perception check as you are looking at the dizzying amount of of meal carts and food boxes. Not bad. Um. I'd say 23. 23. Um, following your nose more than anything else, um, yeah. the, the you you pick up on, on the scent of some sort of cooked meat um, and you follow it to a cart and it looks like um, it's a box of uh, that has um, like a, a, a small sampling of, of ribs and a roll and um, like baked apple slices in it. Um, Everyone seems to be throwing down um, eight copper pieces. I'll uh, I'll double that. I'll get two boxes. Okay, you're gonna have to stand in line a little bit. There's, okay. I'll see how many people are in line. That's Sixteen hard. people. It'll give me time to count on my. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes, it goes pretty quick. It goes pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> As the person's not like preparing the food, they're just kind of like pulling it out of the cart, taking the money to the next one. And you see like a lot of people at these various meal cart lines like walk away very disappointed because the person's like, I'm out, I'm done. And they're like, start packing up, and people are like, oh, shucks, I'm gonna go to a different one. Um, but you managed to get two boxes of ribs, rolls, and apples. Nice. And uh, yeah, I. Open one box up and um, slide the top off, and I just kind of like lay it into the uh, bag of the room and 
let him have at it. Yeah, and there's a, a sort of a a flurry of coins, and and you hear the splintering of cheap wood, um, and the smacking of tiny little jaws, um, and every once in a while, a, 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 a rib bone comes flying out of the top of the bag. <laughs> I'll just hoist the bag over my shoulder, open my box, start eating ribs, and just walking through the crowd as this is all going on. <laughs> really quickly, the the apples just come flying out, like totally uneaten. <laughs> I I don't imagine I notice because behind me. If I see apples look back. flying, I'll try to them. We try. Okay, make a uh, dexterity check to try to catch the baked apple. Nope happening yeah, you try, you uh, try, seven you <laughs> grab it and as you grip it oh. the 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 you know the moisture of the apple what ends up on your hand is a bunch of like cinnamon and brown sugar um as the apple kind of just splats onto the ground i shake it off and press to digitate it <laughs> just kick the apple away press to digitate i like how that's <laughs> a verb yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is yeah um. Well, should we all grab lunch, or Una has wandered off well, it's, in it's, line. It's still. It, it seems like. I mean, it's still kind of. It's like late morning at this point. Um. So, I mean, it's probably so, around. Does anyone else want some like eleven or? I guess it's probably early. Yeah, it'd probably be around early lunchtime, eleven or so. I still got some apples and a biscuit. Una's just gonna wander over into lines and then just hope she gets food. I don't let Una go far away from me. Okay. So I go wherever Una goes. Hey, I'll let you, honey. No, I'm I'm alright. I had a large continental breakfast. <laughs> this is kind of an exciting way to get food. <laughs> this is a surprise. So you're, you're, wait, you're waiting in line, Una, for one? Yep. I have no idea okay. what it is, but yep. people walk away and they're, they're eating food. Yep. It's uh, five copper pieces, and you get... Um, in the box is... Um, smoked fish, some sort of like wilted green. Um, and then there are like little, like different sized, and at this point, kind of semi melted balls of chocolate. I don't know what happened. I mean, I know what the fish is, I know what the greens are, but these, they all look goofy. And I'm going to eat everything <laughs> separately, but very slowly. It's like, Yep, no, this is, this is worth it. I really want for you to have, like, the equivalent of Reese's in this world somehow. Oh, that would be amazing. No, I want one right now. Peanuts Not don't exist. Oh. <laughs> saddest thing I've learned about this world. Peanuts are reserved for the gods. There's, te- mm. there's tail of a, of, a, of, a, of a peanut bush on, a, on an extra plane on her place. Only for the gods. That's canon now. Luna can't even have me for a birthday. My goodness. So wait, do peanuts actually grow on bushes? I don't know. They do no, you had to, you dig them out. <laughs> yeah, they I mean they grow in a bush though. <laughs> They're like seeds or the peanuts are underground though. You have to like dig them out. Neat. Jenny, dig up the potatoes I planted. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you mean peanuts? Yeah. I was gonna try to smoosh that and make peanut potatoes, but I don't like that, so I'm not gonna go any further with that. Maybe fried the potato. Mashed nuttos. 
No, I mean mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are just peanut butter. Just the mashed potato version of peanut butter. So, what are you guys doing? I am finishing my meal. uh, Hopefully, trying to get another one somewhere else, and then ready to go to to the auction house. To the auction house. All right. I am legitimately curious of this whole thing. All right. Let's get here. All right, let me get um Let me get 3 D100 rolls please. I'll take one. I do one. I'll take another one. All right. So, uh, 55 for me. Okay. So, uh, 23 for me. Okay. Uh, and I have a 27. Oh no, so close together. I don't know. I know. Bad. Uh, roll another one, Una. Okay. Bad. Uh, 62. Okay. All right, give me a moment. Um, someone give me a random class. Um, Warlock. Alright. All the items are only usable by Warlocks now. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. I miss playing a Warlock. <laughs> Oh, All right. I decided to go for book learner this time. I know. Weird. All right. So you're all heading to the Pruitt and Davis auction house? Yes. Yes. All right. What's this sound like? Yeah, this will work. Ooh, all I right. like that. So, uh, you make your way back to the Northern Downs, um, finding your way to the Pruitt and Davis auction house. Um, it, the auction house itself looks like it is built on top of, um, like four large stone pillars with this, like the, the building itself is almost like raised up off the ground by about nine feet or so with these stairs leading up to it and there are all sorts of um what look like tourists and rich folk kind of like hanging around the outside um and uh kaya you pick up on on a phrase on like a conversation as you as you all are walking towards it um there are this there's this group of um very refined looking gentlemen um and they are smoking these really long cigars um and you pick up on on this conversation where it's a where one of the guys says i personally find that the evocation scrolls give off the most kind of earthy sort of palate taste and but there's sort of a, a woodiness to it 
as well. And they're like puffing on these these big cigars. And another one says, well, I personally find my tastes more lie in the, the transmutation spells. I find that if you keep the tobacco inside rather damp and you puff on it that way, then the one, the, the, the aftertaste isn't so acrid and the the fumes really give almost a floral sensation to it. So yes, well, I hear there's a rather rare spell scroll on the block today. I personally plan on buying that up and I will... Uh, very much relish blowing the smoke in all your faces, and they all just kind of like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Um. <laughs> 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 and uh, the the outside of these cigars, what does it look like? Um. Yeah, I mean, after you hear this, and then you look, they are smoking cigars that are rolled in spell scrolls. I'm going to mute myself for a second. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Ah. Uh, hmm. Is that... LA, have you seen that before? Seen, seen what? And I, like, I try to, like, kind of subtly, but I'm a little bit upset. Uh gesture towards the gentlemen who are smoking people smoking so yeah i mean they people do it everywhere it's what they smoke those tobacco are those are spell scrolls <laughs> the coating the covering it's it's a spell scroll like like what i've i've got in my bag i didn't know you smoked <laughs> i don't smoke you shouldn't smoke them they're they're knowledge they're they're magic well don't don't smoke yours then, I guess. That's. I. Oh. Oh. <clears throat> Let's see what's in this auction house, I guess. All right. You guys go up the stairs um, where you. It looks like there are two sets of stairs that kind of fork off and go up to another level of this building. Um, there are these large kind of tall double doors, um, kind of like swing doors um, with a, a desk in front of it. And as you walk in, uh, they say, will you be bidding today? Or will you be observing? <clears throat> I guess that depends. What, uh, what's yeah. Bidding. Okay, well, it is 100 gold pieces per auction paddle per guest. Like, just permanently, or like... For today's auction, yes. So, like, I just 100 gold and I don't get it back at the end of the day, or... Uh, Does it come off anything I buy? Uh, no, it is, it is 100 gold pieces to in order to bid, sir. Seems like kind of a racket. Yeah, I think we'll, well just get we, the paddle, then. but it's it. We only offer the finest of magic items here at the Pruitt and Davis Auction House. Would you be willing to let us know what it is that's on? I'm afraid that um, the contents of the auction are <clears throat> not public information. 
Um, well, the guys over there are talking about the uh, spell scroll that's going to be on it. So that seems kind of public. Will you be paying the hundred gold pieces for an auction paddle, sir? Are you going to tell? Are you going to answer my questions? Uh, sir, I'm going to ask you to either pay, move up to the gallery, or leave. We have other guests waiting. I look around for other guests. Oh yeah, I mean, there's like a, I mean, you guys kind of like came up in a line, and like, you know, it's like it seems like tourists pay like a couple copper pieces to go like sit up in the gallery to like watch the auction, but like the hoity-toity rich folks who are going to be bidding like shell out the hundred gold pieces, they get their paddle and move in through the large, tall swing doors. Maybe like, we should just watch. Maybe we should just watch for now. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure these other people would like to, you know, know what they're wasting their money on. I don't think they care that much. And I will give I mean, them the copper pieces and move to the gallery. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's two copper pieces a person. Right. To move up to the gallery. Take my copper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have any copper. I am. They can make change. Okay. Oh, they can? <laughs> Let me keep my uh, two copper then. I'll pay for Good. Una too. Why not? Why not? Sweet. I'm feeling rich today. <clears throat> well, I think you are the richest of us now. Well, I don't know. I haven't, looked, I haven't looked at our uh, pseudo dragon's horn. Mm. He does have gems. All right. So you all head up to the auction house. Um, there are two um, auctioneers standing up at this very tall podium um, as the, the more wealthy guests sit in um, in chairs while the rest of the folks just kind of gather up in this gallery and it's kind of standing room only with a few kind of steps for people to stand on to see over each other down into this auction house, which has these windows that go kind of like from the roof and then like pulled down along the sides of the wall um letting in plenty of light uh standing at the auction block uh there is um one shorter shorter gentleman with a, a short beard um you know a bit rotund and then kind of a, a wirely wire wiry wiry fellow um with um skinny little spectacles um both each kind of like holding an auction gavel um and in in concert they both say like welcome to the pruitt and davis auction house we will now begin the bidding first up we have a very fine and rare spell scroll recovered from or that was purchased from an archive all the way in Anzibar. According to our knowledge, this spell scroll will allow the user to become ethereal in nature. And we will start the bidding at 500 gold pieces. And it's, you know, the and then there's paddles going up and they're here from the back. Um, and the spell scroll 
uh, ends up going to one of the gentlemen that you saw outside um, for 5,500 gold pieces. Uh, I'm muting myself again. (laughs) My goodness. And you just see him take this like victorious, like this long drag from the spell scroll. And as he does like these little bits of glitter, you can see kind of like coming off the end. Quinny just like blows this big puff of smoke and all the rich people are like, yeah, well done, well done, well done. Um, the, oh, hold on, I got a cat that wants in. Um, and then the, so there, you know, there's kind of some shuffling around, um, some people like leaving the auction, others coming in, um, everyone make an insight check real quick. Uh, Una has a 13. Kai has a 15. Five. Four. Kai, you got a 15? Um, so thinking back on the little exchange that you had, oh, Eric, you got a 21. So looking out from the top of the spire <laughs> with your giant binocular, um, <laughs> um, not much else uh, to do. Yeah. You get the sense that like, while the person at the front desk told you, like, you don't really know what's on the auction block that if you got money, you get to know what's on the auction block that day. Um, as there's sort of the process and the comings and goings of people and the resetting. Um, they also auction off a potion that makes you invisible, um, as well as a clutch of magical javelins. And about an hour later, um, the auction is done and everyone is escorted out while they prepare for the evening auction. How much does it all like sell for? Um, this this so the wealthy class of Spanifix have a lot of money. Um, so things are going for um s- several thousand gold pieces at times. Um, I mean everything. How much does the potion any- go for? Uh, the potion would have gone for that one got bit up a little bit and it wound up going for 2,700 gold pieces. People spend that much just to go invisible. Well, I mean, it's a handy skill to have or an option, I suppose. I mean, I guess. You can't even just do that? No. Oh. Uh, everyone make a perception check. Uh, natural one. Oh! <laughs> 17. Uh, 11. I was asking when we get that first one. Uh, 23. What'd you get, Zach? Uh, just an 11. 11. Um, Kaya and Ally, you notice the same 
person that approached you in the soot way um, leaving from the auction house. Uh, doesn't pay you doesn't pay you any mind but you notice him yeah i mean i will follow along as the auctions are done i will we're gonna figure we're gonna head that way anyways right yeah so i will not like following him but follow I mean, behind him see if i can see where he goes direction he goes okay uh yeah he begins uh heading back toward well let's see go somewhere going somewhere you guys um do i know where this street is too that he um i don't think you would um as there are a lot of different streets in um within uh spanifix um So he walks from the Northern Downs across the center of town, which is at the point where when you are crossing the center of town, there is a large um, white tower, very kind of like nondescript. There's not a lot of like architectural um finesse given to this this tower itself but it's extremely tall um and the first thing that kind of draws your eyes upward are is a massive shadow being cast across the ground coming towards you with large wings spread out from uh the um from whatever creatures casting this shadow and looking up you can see the silhouette of a large reptilian winged creature soaring above you all um that even at this distance as it kind of it it almost leaps off the tower and swings um over the city still at considerable height um, but lets out this kind of a, a bit of a piercing roar. Um, doesn't seem to draw the attention of anyone else upward, though. Are, are, are we being attacked? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Ally, you would know what this is. If you yeah, remember. I, know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just ignore it. <laughs> should, should we be worried? Um, about what? Possibly. It roared and flew. Oh. oh, no, that's fine. They do that a lot. What was it? Right? Oh, it's the Wyvern Riders. Wyvern Riders? Yeah, they patrol outside... Spanifix, make sure nothing, nothing's going on. That's why you don't go to the edge. Because the wyverns will get you. Yeah, I mean the, yeah, they don't take kindly to people mucking about. Okay. 
As long as you're not going to, you know, attack anything. I'm, I'm not that I've heard they ever have. The the riders are pretty. Uh, they have them well trained. Trains. So they made a good deal with them. Okay. And then at that yeah. point, a, a second one swoops down from the tower, um, taking off in the opposite direction. Um, and you can see they're just kind of like circling high above the city and they'll come kind of lower down and go further out away from the city and come back. Um, these large dragon-like winged creatures, just two of them circling the city. I hate that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I mean, allies said they're safe, so I think we're fine. But if they attack anybody, I mean, you didn't let me keep the griffin egg in it. Blew and screeched above people's heads. So, yeah. I don't know if I understood correctly. Is this kind of where... Is this... Because we got here by following that one guy. Is this... You guys are in the center of the city. You're kind of passing through that center square with the... um, Uh, you know, the, the, the amphitheater in the ground um, and in the right. center of the city right near the council spires is this white, white tower. Okay, so this isn't the area that we've been directed to yet. No, no, you're just passing through the middle of the city. Okay, well, if Ally Pace didn't know mine, I'm just going to keep walking with him. All right. I don't know what that so is. You- you continue to follow this gentleman at some distance, right? I mean, you guys are... Yeah, we're not, like, riding right on him. We're okay. masters of stealth and following. We know better. Okay. You follow him as he continues through the center of the city, um, past the academies and the Dilmore Library into an area um, that, Ally, you would know as the Southern Come-Ups, which the there are two areas known as the Come-Ups. There's the Southern and the Eastern, um, and they are the very... They're the poor and more crime-ridden areas of the city that he passes into um, without noticing you all walking at again even at some distance behind you he makes his way into that area follow along all right figure he either doesn't notice or notice us or he doesn't care um why don't you all make a stealth check for me just to um Again, try to keep your distance and, and make it not clear that you're following behind him. I mean, it's not the worst roll in the world, but it's a solid four. <laughs> Nine. Hey, natural twenty, so twenty-eight. Yay! <laughs> Good, because it's a seven for me. Oh my god! <laughs> a crowded street. 
All right. It was you very all... tall for a bog. It's been oh. told not to change. Yeah. You head into the come ups. Where is it? Um, as you head into the district, you can see that almost all of the buildings are made of the same kind of stone as many of the other buildings in the city that they were probably built at the same time as the city itself was like hewn out of the same piece of stone as the bridges and the pedestal of the city itself. Um, it's kind of like tenement housing, two and three story row housing with units and homes on, on the, the bottom and, and top floors. Um, the streets are dirty, um, and you, as you approach in, um, there are, you can see, you know, beggars and people kind of peering at you from alleyways. Um, the people here seem very, you know, kind of somewhat downtrodden and dirty. Um, and you lose sight of the gentleman that you're following until you hear a voice from an alleyway as you walk by it. It says, if you wanted directions, you could have just followed. You could have just asked. And you see him kind of leaning in an alleyway, looking at you all. Yeah, I mean, this seemed, I don't know, more fun. Hmm. You ran off pretty quick before, and we didn't know if you wanted to, like, I don't know, not necessarily be seen with us or whatever. Well, might as well follow me. She wants to talk to you. Who's she? Just follow me. And he walks into further into the area. Well, do we want to follow him, or do we want to say, fuck you, you can tell us what you're doing, or... What? What's the play here? Have you been I here mean... before? Uh, no, I had not many reasons to be in this area. I mean, it's not like the vacancy. We're not just going to get attacked. At least we shouldn't. The wasn't that bad. Well, this will be like a palace then compared to the vacancy. I'd rather deal with whatever this is head on. I mean, we don't have to deal with it at all, if we're being honest. I get the few. I don't know if we have the option. If I'm just going by a track record. Yeah. Well, do you want to try our luck? See if we do? I mean, we can just go there. And then, you know, if you wanted to tell the person there to go away, that would work. I'm just curious. I'm curious. Sounds like we're all curious for whatever reason. Just wonder what Aaron back on his spyglass. <laughs> this is <laughs> on all of you, I'll say, and I'll follow into the alleyway. Alright. He's probably about fifty feet ahead of you, and you follow him for several minutes through the winding alleyways. Um as he kind of walks down 
the narrow roads of the come-ups, people seem to kind of scatter as he walks by. And eventually he lets out a, a fairly distinct whistle that seems to be responded to further down and you can kind of hear this whistling echoing further down the street show off just because <laughs> kobolds can't whistle <laughs> I didn't know that how am I going to whistle Lex it's got no lips <laughs> I, don't know, I, thought, I thought you just had like more acoustics because of the sound <laughs> Ally actually has very voluptuous lips for a kobold. No, no. <laughs> no you, got, nah, you got need that. In my I life. can't whistle, yeah. but I can do this. And he plays like a drum beat on his snout. <laughs> oh. Make a performance check. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you continue to follow. And eventually he just kind of stops. And just is kind of pointing into what looks like an, ab an abandoned housing block. Says, she's in there. Let's go then. As I said, on your heads. I'll go in. As Ally says that, I kind of think for a second, and I grab my dagger and I cast Mage Armor on myself. As you do that, you hear the guy say, She said you all knew what you were doing. I can see that now. Oh no. And I'll you enter into that. Whisper to Kaya. Remember, there's a dragon somewhere in this city. We shouldn't just be blindly blundering into things. On your head, and I'll head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you head into a very dilapidated, crumbling, cobweb-infested um, tenement housing. And there's just kind of like, as you walk, this sort of dull echo of your footsteps sort of ring through the abandoned corridors and hallways of the building. I'll kind of grab my sword and just like, cause it to light up, but I won't like unsheathe it from my back or however. And you can see that there's a faint light, candlelight coming from a room in one of the hallways. I will knock on the door frame as we... Oh, it's it's open. Yeah, yeah. The door. There's no door there. <laughs> I will cast Mage Armor as well now. You turn the corner and sitting at a simple table and chair with her sort of ivory skin and very dark jet black hair, a large scar going down the side of her face is a familiar face. It's the woman that you all attempted to capture while you were on the road from Hornrock to Marin's Gate. Glenna. She says, well, I expected five, not four. Hmm. 
Yeah, I told Where you she is... could count. <laughs> you were right. So is this all this is, or... I don't think there's anything I really care to hear from you anymore, so... <laughs> oh, so quick to dismiss. Especially so quick to dismiss information that could help your friend. What? Um, I mean, wow. I thought it was like revenge stuff, but if that, I mean, I would love to hear it. Tell me. The halfling, Eret Semeki, where's he at? <laughs> Not with well, us, and that's about the extent of what anyone else's knowledge needs to be. Well, here I was trying to return a favor, and I met with hostilities. Well, you're kind of doing this whole, like, really weird... Um ambiance. Things are kind of coming off a bit threatening. I'm not comfortable. I don't think anyone else is. Have I threatened you? A simple invitation for a meeting with the location? You are not waylaid. You are not followed. You are not harassed. I mean, hmm. you threatened us an awful lot when you... last time we saw you. Well, to be fair, you are... we're all trying to, well, hold me captive, and then I... well... I was really looking to speak with Eret, as he's the one who saved my head. I guess if you do find my presence so troubling, you're, well, more than welcome to leave. I'm sure, okay. I'm sure Eret will be much more grateful for me returning the favor that he extended to me although this information does pertain to one of you in particular but my presence the atmosphere is not to your liking so perhaps the information I have is not either you're free to leave if you want just as you were free to hear her to come here I mean if you were well, I mean, you can still share it. I, mean, I just kind of look at the other guy. It. I kind of look at the other guy who led us here. It's like, is it always like this? Oh, he, he's he's not even there. Yeah. <laughs> fine. What do you want to tell us? Let's just oh. be nice. I think this is fine. Yes, I think maybe we could start with the pleasantries at least. Hello, how are you all? Um. <laughs> A little tired, I guess. Is that why you're so so cranky? So rude? I mean, you tried to kill us last time we saw you, you know. A bit on edge from, you know, past experience. Mm. None of us were on greatest terms. Yes. Well, There were a lot of threats, and you know. When my man finds out about this... Well, I didn't cut any of your throats in your sleep, did I? Which I very easily could have. I decided to go about my business. So, 
what brings you all to Spanifix? What do you want to tell us? Like I said, I was really hoping that Eret would have been here. I was, and he's not, so either you want to tell us something. Is he well? Is he in the city? He's fine. He come see me? He's fine. He's, he's not busy. going to see anyone. Yeah. Mm. Kind of sucks. We can't even see him, so. Well, then, make a persuasion check. Somebody. <laughs> One of you. You do not want it to be me. I feel like, um, Una, I feel wait, like Lena and Lex have a pretty good rapport at this point. <laughs> Luna can help you, but no. Uh, I think that's a 14. Yeah. Well, despite your rudeness, despite what you may think of me, I am interested in returning the favor that one of your party members extended to me by allowing me to keep my head where it is. And she, her eyes quickly shoot over towards Una. Um, hi? She says, people have been asking about a furbolg in the city. Wait, this one? I don't this, see any other furbolgs here, do you? But in, 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 in this city or another city? Because other cities it makes sense, but, you know. There was a furbolg who left Marin's Gate that people now in the city are asking questions about. I don't know of any other furbolgs. However, I do know of at least one furbolg that I know was at Marin's Gate. So, I thought I should let you know that a group, let's just say people are calling them the Hunters, have been asking about and have been pressing the palms of many a beggar and streetwalker in the city for information about a furbolg that left Marin's gate. Oh. 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 Do you know I'm why? Just gonna turn into my smaller human form. Turn into smaller human form. Um. Well, what I do know is that they have been pressing gold pieces into the palms of those who have never seen such a coin before in the city to keep an eye out for any such person that fits such description for information about said Furbolg's whereabouts. What these hunters are after you for, I don't quite know. But, like I said, 
I was eager to return the favor to Eretz Semeki. And while I could not figure anything out about the location of his father or his parents or whatever happened south of the bridge, I was able to find this. And well, let's just say my palms were pressed with gold as well. But I figure this makes us even. Have you? Pre- hmm? Sorry, not not actually trying to like interrupt. I was just wondering: Have yeah. you personally seen any of these hunters, or do you know what they look like? Anything set them apart? Oh, now see, that's the thing. I feel like at this point, I've told you what I need to tell you. Like I said, they've well. They're pressing gold into the palms of beggars. I would assume that there's probably more where that came from. So, for perhaps a description, for perhaps the other piece of information that I know, let's say 300 gold pieces, and I'll tell you. Eret saved your life. Your life. You're saying that the information of a piece of gold slipped into your palm. A single piece of gold repays the debt of your life. I you have just told you. Una. Una can change her form into a human. Perhaps there's another furbolg that has that same ability. What you've given us is next to nothing. Hmm. Were you aware that there were people after a Furbolg, whether it's the right Furbolg or not, I would assume that you'd be able to deduce that perhaps the mere fact that your friend is a Furbolg who left Marin's Gate, arrived in a wagon with a particularly, mm, let's just say, recognizable feature with it. Your friend may be in danger. This was not something you knew before coming into this city. Your friend has been walking around not as a human, but as a furbolg seen by many people, including my own men. And I feel that information. Something to allow her to hmm, perhaps escape the talons of death. I figure we're even. But I do know more, but it will cost you. As a new resident of the city, I have found that it's an expensive place to live. So it's not like nice hunters, it's like very mean hunters. Like I'm being... Oh no. Una, do you happen to know who these people are? Well, I doubt people from home would do this. I don't... Una, do you know who they could be? No. No. Do I believe Una? Uh, make a insight check. I guess. Uh, like, uh, yeah, make it. Make an insight check. A ten. Una, you telling the truth? <laughs> 
I mean, from right now, Uda has no idea who it could be. It would be after her in like a, a mean kind of way. So like I said, I feel like I'm square with Sameki now. So any other information would simply be a business transaction. So 300 gold pieces. I can give you a description of the person that gave me the gold. As well as... What's a word that I don't quite understand what it means, but perhaps it has something more to do with why they're after a furbog that left Marin's gate. If it is as you say, we can get that same information from many a beggar on the street. <laughs> Good luck. For the mere cost of two gold coins. Have at it, my dear. I mean, I only have 150. Mm. That's too bad. If only your friends maybe cared about you more. I think they care about me plenty. It's just... Una, we'll keep you safe. Oh, this is going to be fine. I slip my, my little human or half-elf hand into Una's bigger hand, and I just give it a little squeeze. Yeah, Una's now. tiny right now. Yeah. She's <laughs> so I give my, my, my half-elf hand into her human hand, and I give it a squeeze. I think we should just go back to the tavern and I should just stay in the room till we have to leave. Might be smart. Do we have a way to contact you again if we leave here? <laughs> Do you want to keep a correspondence with me? I mean, I'm sure at some point you might like the op open opportunity to get paid, if that's what it comes to. Well, I've got my own business dealings in the city. As far as I'm concerned, this is a one-time offer. 300 gold now. And I'll tell you what I know. Uh, or we can part ways, and that's all there is to it. Unless you're all looking for muscle work. What kind of muscle work? The kind that what can pay mean? very well. Would something like that be able to guarantee safety for our friend? I can't guarantee you anything in this city, especially from some hunters that are after her. I have no control over them. I just know what they've told me. Um, I, like Lex kind of flashes for a little bit because he's kind of losing his patience. Would work that you're proposing offer protection from you look 
I hold no ill will. Answer against... the question now. Hmm. I'd have to think about it. This is, is she... a one-time offer. <laughs> Good. So we have one-time offers on the table. Tell you what. You want to work for me? I'll tell you what you want to know after the job is done, as well as provide protection, if you'd like, from my crew whilst you're here. Or you can give me the 300 gold. I'll tell you what I know, and you won't have to see me again. Like I said, I hold no ill will toward you all. I simply want to be square. I mean, if the work doesn't, you know, have me going out somewhere where I would possibly be seen, I guess. What are the terms of the job? Well, you'll have to get your hands dirty. But there will be a lot of gold in it for those who decide to participate. I, I don't know. I mean, Kaya, Ally, I only have 150, and then I have a vase and a cowbell and a she book. Leans up on the table, pushes out from it, and stands up and says, You know what? I don't think you're up for it. Good luck. And she walks through a side door in one of the rooms, in the room that she's in. Hold on to your money, Una. Yeah. And you all stand there in the empty abandoned room. Can we go back to the tavern if we aren't? I mean, I don't want to be out here any longer than I have to. Yeah, we'll keep you safe, Luna. Okay. Ally? Mm. What do you think about all this? I think you're not very good at making friends. <laughs> One. But, uh, I got you. What other friends do I need? But, uh, yeah, perhaps we go back to the uh, tavern. How long... How long can you do that for, Una? An hour. Well, we better move quick, then. Okay. Alright. Maybe we you find all... a new tavern. Where we haven't stayed as a furball. Might be a more wise option. I have a place we can go. There won't be uh, hunters there. That might be worth it. I mean, we don't know what they look like. I'm pretty sure hunters can be anywhere. Well, kill <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose they could be here. And I mean, it won't be the safest. I won't guarantee that anyone there is going to try and hide us. But uh, we'll definitely... 
I'm more annoyed at the fact that she just had us march you down here as a furball group. Anyone that sees us, or anyone we see there, we will know for sure if they don't belong. Much as anyone there will know for sure that we don't belong. How do you feel about heights? If I'm can... not falling, it's fine. I can deal with heights. Alright, well. How do you feel about sure footings? Do you like having sure footing? It's preferred. Well, it's not mandatory where we're going. So you'll have to I tread know, carefully. And I will head off leaving them to follow me. I mean, we'll follow. We Una will follow first. Alright. I'll go behind Una. At a fairly quick pace, cutting across the center of the city, heading directly towards the eastern edges of the city, you see the outskirts of Kobold Town. And that's where we'll pick it up next time. Right. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for joining us for episode 33 of Duck, Duck, Dice. Uh, you are welcome around the table anytime. Um, hope to see you next time. And like we always say, in the game of life and all others, roll on. Bye.